In this Congress special, I speak to Jessica Said from Australia, who's one of two lucky equine vets to win the Bova competition at Bain Fallon, where they get to come over to the UK, visit some equine practices here and go to Beaver Congress. Jessica also talks to us about the shortage of equine vets in Australia and how she herself manages the stresses and strains of being in a busy equine practice. Welcome to another Beaver Pod Congress special. And today we have with us Australian vet Jessica Said, who's going to talk to us today about her upcoming trip to the UK, which involves her first time coming to Beaver Congress. Hi, Jessica. Hello, Lucy. Thank you for coming today um, and making the time for us in your evening uh, so we could do this. Could you tell us a little bit about this trip that you've got coming up? Because no one here would probably know about this competition that you've won. So please do give us some background. Yeah, sure. I am one of two very lucky uh, veterinarians who have managed to win an um, expenses paid for trip to the UK through BOVA. Um, so uh, the, the trip includes um, obviously a, a trip to Beaver Con- Congress, which I've never been to before. Um, and so then we're also doing a few other little things in the seven days that I'll be away from home. And so it's a, it's a quick trip, um, obviously via plane through to London or Heathrow. And then we have, um, some time visiting some of the, um, obviously well-known equine clinics in, in the UK. So that includes, um, the uh, Rossdale's Equine Clinic and the Royal Veterinary College and Newmarket, which I'm so excited about. Um, and then um, we obviously move on to the Congress at the second part of the week. So it will be a huge week, but I am so excited. I'm so grateful for the opportunity. That's amazing. Yeah, so it's a competition we don't have here in the UK. And um, and Bova, Bova clearly are very generous in, in bringing you, and I'm sure they'll look after you very well at Congress. <laughs> it will be um, it'll be good fun at Congress, I can I can tell you. So what? tell me a little bit about yourself and, and your practice and what you do in Australia and where you are as well. What do you do? Sure. So, yes, I'm an equine vet in Australia, um, and our little clinic uh, has three vets uh, full-time, and then we we go up to about uh, another three part-time vets um, in the stud season. Um, so we're based in rural New South Wales. So, yeah, we're probably – four hours from Sydney, seven from Melbourne and two and a half from Canberra, the capital city. Um, and our closest referral centre is about an hour and a half away where there is a hospital. Um, and so we do, so yeah, rural rural New South Wales and we do, I guess, an ambulatory clinic. Um, so we see a, a variety of, of most horse things, including, um, you know, lamenesses and general horse health, dentals, um, and then we go through to, um, you know, yielding um, x-rays for sales and scopes, um, and then we also have um, a predominant um, broodmare or repro section um, and, you know, um, foal medicine and things like that. So I live, I actually live on one of the thoroughbred farms in New South Wales and um 
again, just lucky to have um, good support. So the, the, stud, the stud owner has supported me for the last six years while I've been doing their stud work. Um, but the clinic itself, um, we have four fairly good-sized thoroughbred farms in the general area and a well-known um, polo farm um, that we service. And then we obviously also service individual um, racehorse clients and, and, and you know, smaller um, clients that might do, you know, cutting or camp drafting, which is probably an Australian thing as well, um, potlo cross, um, which is probably Australian. But, um, yeah, so we have a, a, a big array of, of horses that we see, but also lucky enough to kind of live on a farm that I can, um, you know, some of our foals and some of the more intensive care stuff um, doesn't always get sent off to the referral centre, um, one, because of distance, and B, you know, if there's if there's financial um, input, well, you know, sometimes people just don't want that or, or can't afford that option. Um, and so, yeah, it's it can be an interesting kind of um, time, especially during stud season when we've got, you know, sick foals and trying to manage that as well. So, um, yeah. And what um what sorts of um issues are you guys facing in Australia? We we between you and me we sort of shared an article that came up in I think it was ABC News in Australia about the shortage of equine vets and that's something we've got going on here. So tell me a little bit about your experiences of that. Yeah, so it's obviously it's obviously a topic that um has come up um you know especially more recently. I think there's a there's a worldwide shortage of um, vets in the veterinary profession as it is. Um, but um, I think in Australia, we definitely have a shortage of vets as a rule as well. So, you know, mixed practice, small animal practice, equine practice. Um, but I also think um, that in Australia in particular, we definitely have a shortage of vets in the rural sector. So that's, you know, mixed animal practitioners out in kind of rural areas and um and and horse vets as well so um we're definitely seeing that um and it just it makes it really hard because um you know firstly people are uh, the vets are getting tired obviously they need support and and more backup um the after hours gets tricky because people start pulling off their their um ability to cover after hours um and and you know you just worry about the um animal welfare issues that come come with that especially when you know we're not so bad like we're not you know we've got vet clinics that are, are reasonably close here um but as you start going further west um you know there's big distances you know I worked in um and as a new grad I worked in far north Queensland and you know we serviced an area that was you know as five to six radius um, five to six hour radius. Um, so, you know, those kind of places that, are, you know, they're, they're beautiful places to work and, and, you know, you get a lot of opportunity, but you also lack um, a little bit of um, support and um, people with, um, you know, specialised skills close by. And those kind of um, clinics and regions really suffer when there's a shortage of, of vets. So, um, it's definitely felt here in Australia as well as as 
other places in the yeah, world. You're right. There's a big geography thing there, isn't there? Because we're, we're, we've got the same problem. But I know from speaking to people in the States, in those more rural areas where the distances are so huge, you know, there's there's sometimes no access for people yeah. to get equine vets or they can't get people to come. Sure. There's just not enough of them. Yeah. So it's, it's, a, it's a real global problem we're facing. Um, I guess EVA, your association, are probably doing things to try and help with that. Are you are you sort of aware of anything that's going on or, or is it very much people are just talking about it at this stage? Yeah, look, the EVA is is great and they've, they're, um, you know, really trying to get um, an idea. I suppose they're on the, at the moment, um, they're, you know, trying to get a lot of information and they have put a lot of information together as to kind of the reasons why, there is a shortage. So going back to the roots and, you know, is there, you know, what's the reasons people aren't directly going into equine practice, but also why people, uh, you know, they, 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 they tend to say there's a, you know, five year um, hitch as such where the vets tend to pull out of either being a vet or being a horse vet um, at that five year mark and, and why those people are leaving the industry. So there's a, you know, they've done a lot of work around the reasons why and are therefore now putting into place, um, things or at least, you know, trying to put into place things that might help the, the future professions and, and, um, the ABA in particular have, um, you know, been talking to governor, governing bodies and trying to get, you know, the, the word out there to the, the general public that, um, you know, you know, the reasons why vets are struggling and why we need the support from, you know, governing bodies and also the general public. So that that includes that, you know, simple things like, you know, being nice to your vet, you know, like it's it's a um it's a, a profession that, you know, we all are so passionate about, but we often don't look after ourselves um, before our patients and therefore you know when when the clients are difficult or you know um, complaining or you know complaining that we're too expensive or you know all of those things that we've all experienced um, you know that can be really hard on people's mental health when they're stretched to the limits already so it's just getting that awareness out there that you know what what we're facing and you know trying to get a little bit more public support around you know our profession and and how important it is um you know for the country um absolutely and and just a just a bit about yourself I suppose to finish off with what what do you do to kind of cope with those stresses because you must experience them yourself in practice and uh, I'm sure your colleagues do within your practice what sort of things do you kind of use to to sort of wind down or cope with those kind of stresses that we get in equine practice yeah you got any advice for anyone I suppose Look, I suppose um, first the first thing is I'm very proud of our our practice. So um, it's 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 um, only new. It's only been going for twelve months, and um, I have a absolutely stellar group behind me, and um, we get on very well, and we're very supportive of each other, and we're always happy to you know talk through cases and and give each other the support. Um, and I think that is so important. Um, you know that we we just, we really have each other's back. And um, one thing that I'll say as a tangent that I'm, I'm so grateful for my, my team behind me that I can go to, to this, um, to the Beaver Congress um, and, and this opportunity because without them, uh, you know, we'll be in the middle of stud, of our stud season when, when I go and um, I'll have, you know, 200 mares or so back home wanting to be bred 
you know, but as of the 1st of September, which is our breeding season for the thoroughbred. So without them, I just wouldn't be able to get away. So again, having that team behind you is, is super important and I'm, I'm very grateful for them. Um, I guess um, outside of work, which it's not all about work, um, as I said, because it's a new practice, I'm probably not doing the right things. Like we're working fairly hard, <laughs> um, but we are growing the clinic and um, and I suppose that's what happens when you're first out um, in, in uh, you know, trying to set up a, a new business and, and getting the support. But um I guess, yeah, I've I'm, I'm just come from the gym. So obviously um, trying to get a little bit of exercise in and and um, looking after my mental health, um, obviously, you know, making time to see your partner and your family and friends is, is super important because I think you wake up some days and you think, you know, like I should make more of an effort to contact my friends and the, the people around you because, you know, they're the ones that count in the end. Um and I guess for me, I do, I do, I do do ride, I do ride as well. So I'm a crazy horse vet as well as somebody that actually likes horses outside of work. <laughs> um, so I, I don't, I don't do it anywhere near as much as I would love to, but um, I do ride and I love riding. And I just, it's one of those things that I think if you do it, you know, you know what it feels like. It's just, you know, when you're on a horse. Um, nothing else matters and you just kind of, I don't know, you feel like you're free, I suppose. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so, yeah, that the few things that I try to do, um, you know, with my spare time and um, get away from the, the busyness of work. Yeah, that's such an important thing. And I think what you said resonates with lots of people who will be listening to this is, you know, it is about the animals and it is about our patients and, you know, the, the love and the care we have for those horses. But um, but actually, it's also about the people. You're right. And that's both inside of work and outside of work, isn't it? And I think that's something we're really proud of, I think, as an association. I know EVAR as well is providing that kind of community um, for the professional side of, the, of, of each individual. And um, and that's hopefully something that you'll get to experience when you come to Congress is our our beaver you know, community. And that's something we're really, really looking forward to showing you when you come over to visit. So thank yeah. you so much for your time today, Jess. It's been a lovely chat and I'm really, really looking forward to meeting you in Birmingham in September. Not long to go now. <laughs> no, it's um, it's so super exciting. And I, I've heard, I speak to lots of different people here in Australia and, um, you know, um, some of the, the others that have been over to Beaver and, um, you know, the word on the street is it it's, it's just so much fun. As, and as you say, the collegiality is, is super important. And uh, I'm just so excited to be going. And, um, yeah, very grateful. You're going to have the best time. We can't wait to have you. <laughs> Thank, <laughs> Thank you, Jen. I'll, uh, I'll let you get on with your evening and you can go and relax and, uh, and spend some time with, <laughs> with family and friends. So sure. thanks for your time. Take thanks. care. And see you so in, in Birmingham. Bye. Thank you. Bye.